Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. Are you feeling unsatisfied with your life? Do you find yourself doing things for everyone else all day long? And by the end of the day, there's nothing left for you? If this is you, you're not alone. We're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Through this podcast, as well as my signature Life on Purpose coaching program, I'm here to provide you with the support, the encouragement, and accountability to connect with your purpose and to get your life back in balance. I have an amazing guest, Fallon Jay, on with me today, and I am just going to jump right in and say, welcome, Fallon. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm excited too. I can tell this is going to be awesome. So, Fallon, if you could start off by telling us a little about who you are and what you do so we can get to know you better, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, my name is Fallon Jay, and so you can kind of find me on social media. And I consider myself a spiritual intuitive guide, an intuitive embodiment guide, and I love to guide people. I predominantly work with women back to themselves. I always say this is a journey back to yourself, back to the deeper parts of you that we might've left behind on our journey to try to continue to just survive. Mm. Right. And so I feel very passionate about all of us in the world doing our deeper inner work as I really feel like that heals the world. So, um, what exactly is it that you do when you work with people or what kind of, what do you offer? Basically, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. So I offer a really, um, personalized plan, if you will, for my, for my, um, for my clients, but the root of all of it is we, we all, I take them all through inner child work, which is also, you know, related to, to shadow work, getting those subconscious, those that unconscious part of ourself to come forward into our conscious brain. So we can really look at our patterns and the way we've been living and who we've been being so that we actually get to decide, does this actually feel good? And does it not feel good for who I am stepping into and for who I want to continue to be for the rest of my life? Mm. And so I, I walk them through their own journey. And what I always say is that really we're learning, we're learning their tools. So I am very empathic. I'm very intuitive. I can feel in their field and what they're carrying in their body because I also have a big background in fitness and nutrition. So I can always feel what's being carried and stored in the body and bring it to surface to help them discover what feels, what is the way that feels most supportive for you to look at this, watch this, heal this, love this, right? Because at the end of the day, this is all self-love work. So then we can release it if it's meant to be released or transmute it if it's meant to be shifted into one of our superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say, um, inner child, I know, um, people, people who aren't in the coaching world, they're not in the spiritual, um, intuitive world, the way you and I are may not understand what inner child and shadow work is because it sounds sort of like, I don't know, union or Freudian or something like that. <laughs> Tell us about how you feel about your father. So yeah. I want to make sure that, that people understand what we're talking about in shadow work and inner child work. Yeah. So when we're working with our inner child, we're really going back to instances in which we remember, we still hold those memories in our body, right? So when I'm taking you back to five years old and your mom gave you a look or she yelled at you or something embarrassing happened, you can recall that memory within your body as if it 
as if it happened. There's, yes. So we have these stored memories, these stored little, I don't want to call them all traumas, but a lot of them feel like traumas um, that also taught us. So not only did they impact us in that moment, but also taught us who we felt we needed to be in this world to receive love, to receive validation, to receive attention, to, to basically survive. Because at the end of the day, we're in this human vessel. We want to know that we're going to be safe and we're going to be loved. And so when our mom gave us that look, not only was that an experience our inner child had, but then we began to shift and change who we really were at our core, that inner light, so that we did not disappoint mom or dad or caregiver, whoever it was, or teacher. And we showed up in a different way. Right. And sometimes the shadow, the shadow shows up in a pleasing way or maybe a more rebellious way. But it's all a way that we learn to navigate the world so that we could just feel safe and loved mm. and, and accepted that we weren't going to get kicked out, you know, of the tribes of sorts, of the family, of the school, of friends. Yeah. So when we have this sort of flashback experience where we were re-experiencing and re-feeling some um, some event from the childhood um, what, what can we do with that? What, what, like, so if, can we maybe set up some sort of an example, kind of like, you know, okay, when I was five years old, my mom put my sister first over me on something. And then I made some kind of decision about myself or, or maybe you have a real client example or something. Maybe we can get, um, into that just a little bit deeper. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, yeah. So actually it's funny that you bring up that example because I do, I do have a client. Well, did have a client who she and her sister were 18 months apart and they had a really interesting dynamic with their mother. Um, and it was, you know, one felt very responsible for the other and one felt very unseen by the other. Mm. And so this dynamic played out for her where she just always felt like if she did not show up as the responsible child and take care of her sister, even though she really was craving love and she was craving to be able to let her hair down and she was craving to be accepted for maybe grades less than a B. Um, her sister was accepted and seen and all of that, but she was not. And so she really learned how to show up for her mom that never ruffled any feathers mm-hmm. kind of would fly under the radar, never feeling fully honestly loved because that's really at the core of it. We just don't, we, we feel like if I were to really allow myself to mess up, then mom won't love me, but why can sister get away with it? And so then there's this unique dynamic between these sisters of like, Oh, you know, Oh, she's always gets her own, you know? So then there's this whole dialogue that ends up happening between them their whole lives when, you know, then the little, little sister has this story of, well, I could never be as good as you. You never disappointed mom, right? And we see this play out all the time. This is not unique. But when we're working with an individual on these, uh, with their these, these stories, right? Like what this story created for her, then we can see where in her job and in her relationships, she never could let her hair down and she always had to have it together. You know, and I will say, just speaking from my own personal experience, I learned to be very pleasing growing up. I, I did not want confrontation. I did not want to not be liked. Um, I never wanted to be seen as stuck up or fake. So I learned to be very pleasing to the detriment of my truth. And so that is also very much a shadow of mine. We think that pleasing is good. It's really the way that I learned how to kind of like weave myself into survival of like, if I just keep everybody happy, then I am okay. Which when we really flip it back, 
if we're not really living our truth, then we're not able to offer our full light to the world. And so it's going into those moments, actually identifying where we feel them in the body, because they usually are stored somewhere in our center channel. And first of all, giving, like just seeing it. And then it's, you know, we can do it through meditation, through journaling. You can have, I mean, there's so many different ways that the inner child, which is where the shadow comes from, right? That we can ask it, what do you actually need? What do you need to hear? What would you like to feel? And also so many times it's just about letting it have a voice, Mm. letting it say, this sucked. I hated this. I'm unhappy. I don't feel seen. Nobody loves me. And it's really allowing those, those kind of inner tantrums, but not to minimize. I don't use tantrums to minimize. I use it. It's like, let it have a voice, give it validation, really validate yourself, which really for me goes into, if we can learn to validate ourselves, then we are no longer searching for validation from others. We have learned now how to pull our power back, how to do is really deep self-love. This is self-love at its finest, at its deepest. This is the real self-love. And how can I love myself through those patterns? And then also soothe myself and say, okay, yes, that did, that was awful. And when we're ready to shift it, you let me know and we'll, we're going to find a new story. We're going to find where's the power in this. What did this, what did this experience actually gift us? But we're not going to rush that process. We got to feel it first. And I'm a big proponent on the emotional work behind it and letting our emotions really guide us because they hold gifts. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've made this decision about ourselves and we've adopted an approach to life, so to speak, that's keeping us safe. Right. And it's, and it's big. And I could, you know, as you were sort of channeling, you know, the person that you were talking about, I was like, wow, it must be a really scary thing where we've got to like have this tight control and this behavior that keeps us safe. Um, I'm wondering if there's difficulty in reaching a place where they feel safe enough to even talk about that. How do we create that space? Yeah. You know, I think that for me and my experience, souls know when they're ready to work with me. And I think that, that, that we know, we know who we're called to, we know that they're going to be safe, right? Like we know we're going to feel safe in their presence. So I think yeah. that that is my work has always just offered a container of safety. It's not anything that I've had to like put conditions around or, <laughs> um, but there's also a very gentle way to not push. You, you never want to push a client into, even if you can feel what is ready to come up, you really want to just gently guide them into them identifying it for themselves, them creating the aha moment for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because then they know that they, they, they've guided themselves. Like we guide it, right? But they actually identify it versus you telling them, well, I think it's this. Yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah. away from that experience. But then it's also, again, creates this a little bit of a codependency that somebody else has got to tell me what's true for me. So yeah. I think for me, a safe experience is very much gui- gently guiding the client, but also listening. Mm. But like a lot of my calls, I'm very quiet on. They do a lot of the talking, a lot of the talking. I'm very quiet and I hold space. And I think just in holding space, they, you know, they can feel no judgment. Instantly you feel safe. Yes. You can pour your heart out and you, at the end of it, you feel seen, you feel validated and maybe given a little bit of homework, (laughs) you feel safe. It's like, okay, I can, oh, she still loves, like, she still loves me. She still sees me. There's a person out there that I can be raw with. And so I think safety is so much more felt, you know? Uh, And I do always tell my clients, everything is obviously confidential. And you know, they, that all, that all is said, but more than 
anything, I hold the container with my heart. I would do a lot of prayer beforehand. So they know that this is their time and this is their journey. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just the guide. Yeah. Yeah. That holding of space and you're doing it so beautifully, by the way, I can just feel your heart space. And I'm hoping that that comes through in the podcast that we can actually feel what it's like to be held in that space. Because once we reach this, this compassionate healing space is what I like to call it. Then we do feel safe to go, you know what? I might've made this choice about myself and and I did all of these things based on that and it pisses me off. I can't believe I freaking did that, you know, and to allow in that space to feel those emotions so they can move through. So they don't keep us stuck so that we can learn to validate ourselves and let go of those things. What a beautiful process. Yes. It's very rewarding. Oh, it sounds like it. In this shame spiral and the guilt spiral of why Mm. did I do that? Why, you know, it's like, what if we just felt it? And we, yeah, just like that. And we, we had, you know, exercises where we get to punch pillows, you know, we got to, or scream in pillows and we get to really give voice and life to this part of us that we have denied because all she really wants or he really wants is to be loved. Yeah. 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 At at the core of it all is, Mm -hmm. yeah, we just want to be loved. We want to feel safe and we want to belong for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's see. So I I love that you're able to get into the inner child and the shadow work and feeling our feelings and holding a safe space. It's an amazing gift. Absolutely. So what else, uh, what other kinds of work do you do with people? I'm sensing there's more. (laughs) Well, I have, that's the primary work that I do. I have a big background in fitness and nutrition. So it's not uncommon for me to guide people through how to properly move their bodies. um, Because I really do believe movement is medicine. And I believe that for me, I I love fitness. I I work out. I love it. I love to, I, I speak into my food. I teach my clients, speak to your food, speak to your water, everything that we, we ingest, everything that we do has an energy to it. And you know, what do we want from that? But also for me, when we start to bridge our physical health, mind, body, spirit, right? Physical, our spirituality, all of it together, we can start to see where our edges are. And so, because I have such a, I was a coach, I was a CrossFit coach for a long time, um, personal trainer, all these things. I noticed that people would hit their, hit their edges. And it was not uncommon for emotion to arise, especially in women when they were moving their bodies. And what I, between that, and I could see where, when we had a hard time losing weight, I knew it was emotional. It was emotional heaviness, not actual anything that you were doing wrong in fitness or the new, right. Because the industry can really make you believe that you're not enough. And so for me, when you start to really bridge those two worlds, you start to feel a deeper sense of what your body's trying to communicate with you. And then the more you push your edges as you're working out and you identify like, Ooh, this is really uncomfortable. But if I can handle this discomfort, then what can I do in my, my outside life when I leave, you know, the gym or whatever it is, when I leave outside here, if I can navigate this discomfort, then my body knows and it has learned that I can navigate other discomforts because really at the edge of the discomfort is the, the expansion. Mm. We get more awareness of ourselves, right? It's, it's the permission. It's to be more, to be more, to, to shine our lights. 
So for me, they're just, they go so hand in hand and it's, they often are separated. And so I love, I love to intertwine, um, the spiritual world, you know, the inner child shadow, all of, you know, all of that along with our physical health, a hundred percent. Cause it all, it, our bodies, man, oh, they hold everything. They hold yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a clinical massage therapist for 21 years and um, a mastery coach for four. So that's the crossover between, you know, it's, I don't know that I've ever gotten a lot out of talk therapy or just massage therapy, but I'm telling you health and wellness coaching changed my life and it changed my massage practice and the presence that I'm able to hold for people because that crossover, we hold all those emotions, all those experiences, everything we've ever been done and seen resides in our cellular memory. Yeah. And we access it through touch, through movement, through holding this compassionate healing space, this container. And the world needs this today. You know, we have divides going over everything and it's sort of you know we're all pushing the edges to see where they are and i think this is just such important work to be doing right now so um it you are absolutely shining a brilliant beacon of light like a lighthouse out from where you are and i'm and i'm hoping people are, are picking up on that mm-hmm. what is it like to work with you so if i went a felon you know what i'm kind of screwed up you know and i don't know what to do i'm stuck Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would you do with somebody like that? Do you offer some sort of a program or a regimen or is it totally a fly by the seat of the pants, whatever they need, or what is it like to work with you? Yeah. So no, it, it is, I create, I have a couple different ways to work with me. I do one-on-one so we can create a container together where we do, you know, have different like four, six, nine month packages. I do also offer one-on-one sessions so we can just start to see like what's actually coming up. And if you want to go deeper, because it very it might, you might not be ready to, to go deeper than, than that. And that's okay. Cause sometimes I give you enough in a session to like take with you for mm. a while. Um, and then I also do group courses, um, very intimate group courses with usually always just women. And so for me, it's always watch my, um, my email, my, if you're on my email list, you can go to my website, fallonj.com, get on my email list or my social media as fallonj, J-A-Y-E. And my Instagram is Fallon J with two underscores, Fallon underscore underscore J. And so I always post everything there that I'm doing, but I really, to work with me is right away, I will tap into like what is actually wanting to come through. And I will start to kind of probe. I just had a call with a new client um, last week and, and uh, right away, I was just like, okay, I think this is the journey that we need to take. This is, you know, I can start to already see what needs to happen. And so then from there, I create a plan. So if they want to do four months and I know kind of the plan that we're headed, but I always leave it a little bit open so that we can also be guided on what they most need. Cause really we are the way they know my clients know what they need. They just don't know that they know. Oh, well, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is what we do. And everyone's a little bit different. Sometimes I give my clients, um, you know, or sometimes my groups might be a little more, uh, mind and body along with this, the spirituality focus. Sometimes they're just, they're just more inner child and shadow work. And then we, we move heavy in that in a sisterhood. And, um, and then with my one-on-one clients, all of them are always, you know, really unique in what they need or how they need it, I should say. But, um, yeah, so I just really, you know, curate the container based on that or what is coming through what I'm feeling guided to serve. Yeah. 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 Oh, 
Super, super important work. And again, I'm going to say it again. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say this, but the world needs this right now. If you don't have a coach, get one. Oh my gosh. Yes. I like, I'm going to say that. Yes. There, there is a coach that's the right fit for everyone. And I am not the right fit for everyone. I, I tend to be very forward. I don't mince words. I say what comes up. You know, I certainly, I ask permission before I go tugging at somebody's inner heartstrings. Right. But I'm very, you know, I'm very forward. And there's other people who, know how to express themselves without actually saying it, you know? And, and if that's the right fit for you, I'm not your girl, but yeah. someone else is, right? And I went through just recently before I hired my recent coach, um, I had four different coaches that I thought I was going to hire that didn't work out before I found the right one. Wow, yeah. So, you know, if I'm not your um, cup of tea or your bag of chips or whatever, maybe Fallon is, maybe it's Amy Douglas, the mindset coach that was on a couple of episodes ago. Um, but there is someone for everyone in this coaching thing. And we need this space, this container to heal ourselves. So our world can heal. You know, that's actually my mission statement is to hold compassionate healing space so we can heal ourselves and our world. And, you know, I just love to see more and more women getting on this thing, getting passionate about it and holding this healing container so we can evolve, so we can move forward. We can let go of the deep, dark shadow that isn't serving us and live a life that's full of joy and light and freedom. Yeah, sure. And here I am preaching to the choir again. I keep doing that. I get all excited and I start talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, you've got to hire Fallon or you got to hire. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. There goes the angels. We've got the same mission, right? We've yeah. got the same mission. It's it's yeah. in order to heal the world. And the more self-compassion and self-love that we can have, that's naturally going to extend to the world around us. 100%. Absolutely. I, I love, and I, there is not a shortage of coaches. And I will tell you my deep belief is that this is the new way to heal. Because for mm. me, I've had, I've had clients tell me, you know, you've done more for me in one session than my last five sessions of therapy. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with that journey either. But just like you said, take your time to find the one for you and trust yourself to step into the journey. Because yeah. when you're on the other side of it, you will not regret it you ever. You yeah. will just only be so grateful you took the first step. Absolutely. And I think that um, if we learn to trust our intuition, Mm. we can't go wrong. So my, my very short story about my intuition. So I was dating this guy back in my twenties and I'm like, you know what? He's kind of, he's kind of creepy. He gives me the creeps a little bit. Right. Okay. This guy, you know, and everyone around me said, are you kidding? He's such a nice guy. He has a great job. He drives a good car. He has a lot of friends. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't know. And they're like, Laura, come on. What's wrong with you? This guy is perfect. So instead of listening to my inner wisdom, (laughs) I thought, why not date this guy? And, you know, within a month, this guy was stalking me, harassing me, calling me, driving by my house, honking his horn, leaving messages and death threats. Okay, so I knew and that was my first and best example of trusting the intuition, if something kind of creeps you out or it doesn't feel right, or if it, you know what, those emotions, when we clear our emotions and we can feel them, they are the guide to our inner wisdom, to that intuition. So if you're working with someone or thinking about working someone, if it isn't like ringing a bell inside you in some way or feeling like you've come home, it's not the right fit. Absolutely. I love that story. I'm sorry you had to experience that, but I love that story. And that's something I teach my little girl. I have a five-year-old and I always teach her, your body knows, 
Yeah. Right? Your body's going to know what's yes for you and what's no for you. Yeah. Even where, you know, mommy might not know what's yes for you. I might think I know, but always trust, you know, and, and really coming back to trusting her body and, you know, no, what, whatever age we start this, when the more people that can learn this, then we can also help the next generations learn, right? That they can trust their intuition. They don't have to make the hard choice. Because I mean, you know, I, so many of us have similar stories to you, unfortunately. Yeah. We're like, oh, why did I not let, just trust myself and listen? It's because we were taught not to, you know, that yeah. that was, that it was woo-woo, that didn't make sense, or that there was no logic based behind it. And so... I love that. Always coming back to our bodies because our bodies know, they know what's true for us. Yeah. And I love that you, you've, you've said that a couple of times and that our body is the, you know, to trust it, to tune in with it. And I think that for many, many years, really the majority of, of humanity and men and women have been taught not to feel and to stuff our feelings. And if we have feelings, we need to change it. And whether it's through, um, you know, maybe drinking too much alcohol or doing drugs or shopping or eating or having too much sex, or I don't know, is there ever too much sex, but, (laughs) (laughs) but really that avoidance behavior and avoiding how we feel. And then our emotions get all jacked up, right? Like emotionally constipated where we don't know how we feel. Yeah. Yes. You know, and if we can step into this healing space, And like, you know, loosen the strings on that thing and start letting some of that go, letting some of the feelings come up and out naturally, because as I said before, and I'll say again, the thing about feelings is they are guaranteed a hundred percent to change. 100%. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All you have to do, it might not be comfortable, but all you have to do is feel it, you know, and, and sometimes when things are uncomfortable, it's scary. And that's where working with a coach, being with someone who understands how to hold this non-judgmental, compassionate healing space allows us to begin to let those um, stuffed emotions and feelings up and out so that we can grow and evolve and trust our intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. You're the passion in that. I am so passionate about what I do and I can tell you are too. Yeah. Yes. For sure. You're for yeah. sure. That's a beautiful journey. Yeah. Well, and if I was to ask you, what are you most passionate about? What are you most passionate about? What what would your answer be? So I love being a mother. Mm. That is number one. I love, love, love being a mother. I'm very passionate about doing my best there and spending time with her. And then the next is Oh, guiding women to see themselves and even men. Right. But I just, Mm -hmm. I usually work with women guiding people to see themselves and holding the vision for them until they do and Mm -hmm. seeing the grandeur of like, because I can feel people's potential. I can see it. I could like so clear when they come into my, to my container, into my field that I just want to continually mirror back to them what that is without pressure so that they can find their journey because they know it too. They feel their potential as well. Um, and so they can do their work in the world. We all feel like we have a mission. We all feel like we have a bigger thing and it doesn't matter where it occurs, whether it's in an office job or it, that is irrelevant because your light and your mission and what you're here to share can be shared in so many different ways and so many capacities. And I want to help people do that, but yeah. first themselves and just really love themselves. Cause I grew up not loving myself much. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I 
this journey that I now guide people through is my own, you know, what has really shifted my entire life. And now, I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing that I, that anybody could tell me that I wouldn't be okay with in myself. I'm so good with me. And I want that for other people to feel that level of freedom within themselves. Mm. Beautifully put, beautifully put. It's hard to put into words. It (laughs) is. And you're doing great. I mean, your the expression and your description is absolutely amazing. And Mm -hmm. if I was to ask you to just sort of pull this information together that we've talked about, that we're so passionate about, what would you say your purpose is and why you're here? Mm. I would say and feel that my purpose is, um, and I think, you know, I've kind of said this before, is to really guide people back to themselves, to heal the deeper wounds that are holding them back from their best life, from their life that they're really craving. and. And my purpose is also to journey deep into shadow work with people, the depths that they, most people don't want other people, you know, others to see, or they don't even want to see themselves. I have been equipped somehow, you know, by the grace of God to walk that journey with people to the other side, to walk through the fires with people to the other side, um, and hold them during that, you know? Um, and that's what feels really true for me mm-hmm. is there's, I, I go real deep with people <laughs> who don't <laughs> the very surface and that feel, I, I love, I, that is something I'm very passionate about. And it also just feels like that's what I'm here to do, you know, through the emotions in the body, through, you know, everything we've talked about. So. Mm, that's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. What else would you like to add? Oh, I can't really think of anything. This has been a really incredible. I feel really grateful for this experience. Yeah, we co- we covered a lot of ground, you and I. And <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> and in case you didn't know, this is the first time we've met, Fallon mm-hmm. and I. And um, we are definitely soul sisters here that just, boom, we immediately went, yeah, I get you and you get me. And, and I don't know if you're familiar with um, Ram Das as an old spiritual healer from the sixties. <laughs> I'm in here. Are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> I see you. Do you see me? Yeah. And yeah. I love how we all find each other. Yeah. What's so great about this work too is we're these little satellites all over the world. And yet we're finding each other just like you and I just found each other this way. And it's, Oh, it's, you just can't make it up. You know, it's just every day. There's no before in in that. So. Well, and we can feel so separate and alone and isolated and locked down and locked up. And, you know, if we just simply open our eyes, open our heart, we can see that we're never alone. Mm. Yeah. And there's you know, a quote from this movie. I can't remember the movie, but the quote says, and even if we feel alone, we're all together in that too. And I always oh, love that quote because yes. I, yeah. 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 We're, I mean, we're never really alone. And also if we do feel we're alone, we all know what that Yeah. Means. We, we all know what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. It has been such a pleasure to speak with you and connect with you today. I just yeah. can't tell you enough. And I will be sure to get all of your contact information and I'll post it below today's episode. So if somebody wants to learn more about working with you, that they have a means to get in touch with you, 
And yeah. And you know what? You should, if you don't have a coach, get one, because this is, this is the way forward for so many of us. It's, you know, it's not for hundred percent of us, but it's for so many of us right now. And it's so important to do this healing work so that really we can get moving forward. Yes. This yeah. is the way forward. I love how you put that. And thank you so much for having me sincerely. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. We're going to have to do this again real soon. Yes, I would love that. Excellent. So be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. And, you know, you can find more information out about me on my website at laurajadair.com. Be sure to check back for our next episode. I release them eh, about once a week or so. Or, you know, if something cool comes up, we'll do an extra one. So until next time, my friends, be so very good to you because you deserve it.